Welcome to the All Souls Episcopal Parish in Berkeley's Sermon Podcast. This week we hear from the Reverend Phil Brochard as he preaches from the lectionary, which was Mark chapter 9, 38 to 50. As always, you can find more information on our homepage or more sermons at allsoulsparish.org. Hope to see you around sometime. Our teaching this morning begins in a place that you might recognize, ends in a place that many of us hope for, but the road in between is pretty rough. Today we found a a very frustrated Jesus, and are you serious, that's your question, kind of Jesus. Which, given the stakes he is facing, is understandable. Because day by day, as we make our way through the Gospel of Mark, the way of Christ is leading more and more inevitably to the cross. And Jesus knows it. And so he keeps trying to teach his students how to live in the way that sets people free. And those lessons keep wearing off. This time it's one of the disciples named John who offers the are you kidding statement. Now I realize that there's no question mark in our text that's attached to that statement, but when I hear it, I hear it spoken by the the kid in class who is sure that they have the right answer, but they can't help but want to tell the teacher that they've got the right answer. But in this case, it's not. In this case, John is complaining about someone who is not from their group, who is uh, exercising demons in Jesus' name. Now, keep in mind, uh, just the chapter earlier, the disciples have been struggling to perform exorcisms. They can't do it. Maybe that's why this has been wearing on John a bit. But instead of getting a gold star, John gets to serve as his own object lesson. Because what's happened here is that John is so caught up And the circles that they have drawn around themselves, but he fails to understand that there's something much, much bigger that is happening here. Something that has healed someone. This person is finally set free in the name of the anointed one. Isn't that enough? No, uh, often it's not. Why does John feel so trapped here? Why does he enable, unable to see what is happening? It, is it his own fear? The inadequacy he might feeling? Is it hubris? Why can't he believe that someone on the other side of the boundary can be trusted? 
that they too could be in league with the holy. I wish it were just uh, Jesus' disciples who felt this way. That the people on the other side of the aisle might be trusted to set people free. As I, as I week by week read about and see where we are as a country, I cannot help but feel that we have all been tangled up. We're all caught. Jesus is yearning for the fruits of healing and liberation. And all we seem to want is the right credentials. And then in our teaching this morning from Mark's Gospel, this is where it gets really kind of rough. Because this isn't just about the person who's doing that rogue exorcism. It's about the effects of our words and our acts on those who are vulnerable. It's also what happens to us. Now, I realize that Jesus uses some very graphic and extreme language here. It's hyperbolic language, in fact. Hyper meaning a lot, and bole meaning to throw. Jesus is throwing that so hard so that we pay attention. Right? He's using dramatic metaphors so that we cannot miss it. Because to look past what is happening is to allow the beloved of God to be harmed. So I'd like for us to understand this morning why it's so important for Jesus. And I want to focus on one of the words that he uses to stitch these teachings together. It's the word that we have translated in our version of the text as causes to stumble. The underlying Greek word here is scandalon. It's where we get our word scandal. But in its context, it refers to a trap. Specifically, the kind of trap that ensnares a live animal. So, Whenever you hear the words, causes you to stumble, I'd like for you to hear the word ensnares. As in, if any of you, if any of you ensnares one of my little ones, or if your hand or your foot or your eye ensnares you, Each time we are ensnaring someone by our action or by our witness, it works against the liberating, life-giving power of the Spirit. And a few words about that metaphor of cutting off a foot or a hand or tearing out an eye. 
In the ancient world, these particular parts of the body were regarded as the sites of aggressive acts. The hand, the foot, the eye. And so, Jesus, if we know anything about him, is he, in Mark's gospel especially, is fighting against the systems of domination and the very acts that these parts of the body exemplify. Jesus is trying to set people free from them. So beware, Jesus is imploring us. Your words matter. Your actions matter. Pay attention to the snares that have entangled you. The snares that constrict people's freedom and agency and hope. People are being crushed. And we need to begin to disentangle ourselves from these traps. Well, what might they look like? Well, here's one small example. Wednesday mornings in our house are often pretty intense. There's breakfast, and the wake-ups, the dog walk, the lunches, the last-minute homework, the bike ride to school, and finally, for me, the ride up the hill to All Souls for the 9 o'clock Eucharist. And we make it most days but barely. And this past Wednesday, (laughs) a a very full water bottle went tumbling, spilled water everywhere, all over the table, all over the floor, just as we're trying to get out the door. And I lost it for a moment. Quickly, um, rags were found, water was cleaned up, The point was not that the water was spilled or even how it was spilled. That's actually totally immaterial. The point is how I reacted with a tone that carried so much more power and shame than I realized. And the more I thought about it as the day wore on, And the more I spent time with this text and considering the snares that Jesus warns us about, the more I realized that I was caught and that I was ensnaring the people I love, particularly the little ones that I am called to watch out for. For some reason, breaking things, making messes, was something in my family of origin that often provoked outsized reactions. And without thought or intent, I was passing them on. And I realized that I don't want to ensnare people, my kids, my spouse, anyone else, in the snare that has caught me for all of these years. But I can hope that if I can begin to untangle that part of myself, 
that others will be released as well. Now, frustrating as this is, uh, it's a small snare. And there are so many more pernicious snares all around us. There are whole systems of snares, cultural, educational, legal, financial. We are trapping each other whenever we deny people their full humanity because of their gender or their race for who they love or how much money they make. And then along comes this Jesus showing us how these traps are laid, compelling us to disentangle ourselves from their snares. This is the work of a holy life. Friends, these snares of domination, they snake their way into everything. They were laid long before we were born. And if left unattended, they will be waiting for those who come long after us. But just as salt cannot lose its power to preserve, so can we do the work to be at peace with one another. And it happens when we open our hearts to see the snares that are around us and the snares that are within. And together, help each other unwind these bonds so that Jesus the Christ can once again set us free.